the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain that everything you've been taught by the real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. So I want to talk a little bit about presenting when you're doing your listing presentations, buyer presentations, FISBO presentations, investor presentations, uh, all that pricing presentations, contract presentations, all the presentations that we teach you in Fearless Agent Coaching. When it comes to presenting, what is it that matters most? I want all of you to write down a word, and the word is enthusiasm. That's right. You have to be, you know, in it. You have to be enthusiastic. So if you write down the word enthusiasm, underline the I-A-S-M at the end of it. What does that stand for? I am sold myself. Or in my case, it's I actually soiled myself. But that's, a, that's another story. Don't worry about that. So in USA Today, in a consumer survey, they asked people or how people responded when they were asked, what is most important to you in choosing a real estate agent? So when you're competing against other real estate agents, you, you might wonder, what is it that the customer you know, really cares about? And uh, it's interesting in this consumer survey, you know, what is the most important thing to you in choosing a real estate agent? Thank goodness for me. Thank goodness, only 7% of them said personality. What a gift that is from God. So my uh, ridiculous personality couldn't hurt me with 93% of the people, thank goodness. Uh, work history, for those of you who are brand new, only 9% of the people said work history. Uh, for those of you who have just moved to a new market where you don't really know anything about that town yet, only 18% of the people said community knowledge. So what was it that 66% of the people said was most important to them? And it was trustworthiness. So how are you going to come across trustworthy uh, when you're competing with all the other agents? How are you going to be the one that they trust more than, the, than all the others? And it's by having a killer, great presentation. So if you have a great listing presentation and a great pricing presentation and they say, wow, this person has really thought this through. This is not like the other people. And they, they have to be saying to themselves at the end of the four questions in the listing presentation, as an example, they have to be saying to themselves, uh, I trust Bob 
He cares more about me than any other agent ever would. He cares more about my money even than I do. He wants the buyer to pay more for my house even than I do. And when and when they know that you care about them more than any other agent ever will and you care more about their money more than any other agent ever will, then you're never going to lose a listing. So then you don't have to worry that you don't have great community knowledge because who cares about the community? It's about making the buyer grossly overpay for their house if you can do that. Uh, it doesn't matter how long you've been in the business if you know a magic trick nobody else knows. And it doesn't matter if you have a personality maybe that doesn't click with them. If they like money like you like their money, then uh, you're going to never lose a listing. So that's the secret to presenting. Now, uh, I want to talk a little bit about cold calling. I am a big fan uh, of cold calling. So cold calling has an you – know, when you talk about telephone prospecting, there's calling your sphere – asking for referrals, okay? There's uh, proactively doing that. Then there's calling up and down the street through neighborhoods, you know, cold calling. That's what I call cold calling. There's door knocking uh, where you'd be saying basically the same thing you do on a cold call. There's calling for sale by owners. There's calling uh, expireds and canceleds. Um, So that's kind of it, you know, for telephone prospecting. Now, what is the advantage of cold calling over – uh, calling the sphere and calling it and FISBOs and calling expires. Well, the advantage is you're never going to run out of them, you know, unless you're in a very small town. You're going to have an unlimited supply of people to cold call. So um, when I was new in real estate, I went to my broker. His name was Jace. And uh, so I said, uh, you know, how, how am I going get, to get business, you know? And Jay said, well, you know, uh, I used to cold call. And I go, cold call? What's that? And he said, well, he goes, we have this reverse phone directory. They had this thing called the Coles directory. And uh, that company is still in business, C-O-L-E, coleinformation.com. And now it's online and in books. But what you could do is look up a street name, and then uh, it would give the addresses and the people's names and their phone numbers, if they were a published phone number. So, uh, and he'd said, yeah, I just call down the street and ask people if they want to sell their house. And I go, well, you know, uh, yeah, I guess I could do that. I never heard of that. But, uh, you know, I said, does that work? He goes, oh, it worked for me. I go, okay, I'll do it. So I go in on the copy machine. We make copies of the uh, Coles directory pages. And uh, so I decide I'm going to pick up the phone and call this number. So it was, uh, I think it was 8002 East Monte Vista, if I recall. So uh, I go to call that number, and I pick up the phone, and all of a sudden I'm nervous and fearful, and I'm thinking, gee, I don't know what I'm going to say. I feel kind of awkward making this cold call. Now, I don't know if any of you can relate to this feeling, but I had this feeling of, gee, I'm kind of uh, nervous to make the call. So I Look at my friend Steve, uh, who was sitting across from me and uh, who who became my partner in real estate. And then I said, Steve, I'm kind of nervous to make the call. He goes, yeah, me too. I go, what should we do? He goes, let's go talk to Jace. So we go talk to Jace and uh, said, Jace, what what should we do? 
He goes, yeah. He goes, you know, I was nervous. Now, this guy's a Vietnam vet. There's like a picture of him with a bayonet in his mouth walking through a swamp with a helmet on and an M16. I'm thinking, this guy's a tough guy. He doesn't ever get nervous. Well, he said, yeah, I got really nervous about making the calls. I go, well, what did you do? He said, well, actually, he goes, I, uh, I went down to this bar on Scottsdale Road, had a couple of beers, and then I came back, and uh, cold calling was no problem. And I said, this is why we work for this guy. He's got good training at this company, right? So we went down to the very same bar, had a couple of beers, came back. Cold calling was no problem. <laughs> now, I'm not recommending that as a course of, uh, uh, you know, because you might end up in a 12-step program. But anyway, so that did happen. So then I pick up the phone and I call this guy, very first guy on the list, and uh, his name is Jerry. So I call up Jerry and I said, hi, Jer- is this Jerry? He says, Yeah. I said, my name is Bob Leffler with Century 21, and I was just calling to see if you might be thinking of selling your house. He says, actually, I am. I said, really? I said, uh, uh, when? He says, like yesterday, man. I go, really? He goes, no, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> okay, so you're not interested in selling your house? No, he goes, no, I am interested in selling my house, but, but not right away. So I said, well, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to find a time, come over, you know, I'll show you how I do business and all that stuff. So I ended up booking an appointment with Jerry on my very first cold call. So I go over and talk to Jerry and uh, end up listing his house. Now, this is back in 1984 when it took about a year to a year and a half for the average house to sell. And the interest rates are, you know, 15% coming down off of 21 and the market is dead slow and everything. So I list his house, and his house happened to be, as a, to make matters worse, his happens, house happens to side up to a very busy street. And I'm talking uh, six lanes wide with a median down the center busy street. And then there's a little access road, and then there's the side of his house. So not the prime location in real estate. So – you know, we're getting showings and whatever, and it's taking forever because I don't know what I'm doing because I'm brand new in real estate. And then he, uh, uh, then they start widening this big road that he's next to and making it even wider. So they're moving in all this construction equipment and the big, you know, ditch digging stuff and graders and all that. And he says, I think we should take my house off the market during the construction. I said, yeah, I think that's probably right. So um, then uh, – so his house is off the market. Then all of a sudden he calls me one day out of the blue and says, hey, Bob, I got this land I own out uh, out a little bit north of town. And uh, this uh, guy from another real estate agency called me and uh, has an offer on my land. I go, wow. He says, I would like you. He goes, I don't know what I'm doing. I would like you to list my land and then uh, negotiate that for me and see if we can sell it. I said, okay. So I come over, I list his land, you know, 10% commission and uh, negotiate that successfully. So then he ends up closing on that and gets a big check. So he says, you know, I don't know what to do with this money. And uh, I had gotten my securities license and was selling these limited partnerships and real estate um, syndications. And uh, so he bought uh, a bunch of those, and then his mother bought some of those, and then he, uh, then the road construction is over. I relist his house, his house sells, and then I sell him 
another house. So at the end of the day, back then, I had made $20,000 in total commissions on all that stuff. And that is at a time when my father in his entire life had never earned more than $20,000 a year. Now, $20,000 to some of you is one commission. But again, this is 1984. And uh, I forget what the price of the house was. It was probably, you know, sixty or $70,000. So uh, on my very first cold call, it ends up in becoming all those transactions. Now, when I was sitting there making my cold calls for the very first time, I was thinking, hey, is this going to work? And then Steve, my partner, is sitting across the aisle from me. He's, he's making calls. Now, when I hung up the phone with Jerry, obviously I kept on calling because I knew that cold calling worked because it worked on my very first cold call. So it tricked me into knowing that cold calling worked. Now, how many calls after that did I have to make before another single person said yes I am thinking of selling my house. Probably 100, maybe 200, but it didn't matter because I had already been tricked into knowing that cold call worked. Now, if I had made 200 calls, and this is at a time when you had to dial with your finger. We had like rotary phones. You know, you had to put a quarter on the slot every time you made a call. So uh, I would have been tricked into knowing that cold calling doesn't work, and I might not have made that extra phone call that got me the listing or the five deals or whatever it was. So, you know, my partner, Steve, he had to make maybe hundreds of cold calls, but he knew cold calling work because he saw me book my appointment on the very first one. So the moral of the story is uh, pretend you're Steve sitting across from me if you've never made cold calls before. And then the, then the question is, what do you say when you call? Now, I notice that real estate trainers out there are teaching people to say the craziest things. So here's some things you should never say. Uh, the market is great, so dot, dot, dot. If you want to hurt yourself in real estate sales, talk about the market, okay? Talking about the market is uh, the dumbest thing. Oh, no, there's a dumber thing. The dumber thing is to say, a lie and say, we have buyers interested in your area, or I'm working with a buyer in your area. Well, that says to the seller, you care about the buyers and you don't care about me. And so that would keep me from doing business with you if you said that. Um, and it sounds like a lie, even if it's true, I wouldn't say it. So if I had a buyer that specifically was looking for that house, that neighborhood or anything, I would never mention to the seller that I have a buyer. I would just call that seller and see if they wanted to were thinking of selling their house. The other dumber thing is to say, I just sold one down the street. I just listed one down the street because then it violates the principle of, of real estate sales, which is never talk commission until they're sold on the price, never talk price until they're sold on you and your company and listing with you tonight, and never talk about your company unless they're sold on the idea of using a real estate agent. So if you say, hey, I just listed the one down the street, they're always going to say, oh, how much are you asking for that one? Now you're talking price and you're violating that principle. And you've got a 50-50 chance of them thinking you're not a good realtor just based on the price you tell them that you listed it for. They might say, well, that doesn't sound like very much. You must not be a good realtor. So 
And then after you get done making them think you're a bad realtor, then it turns out they have no desire of selling their house ever, and you've just elongated the the uh, duration of the call, and time is the only resource you've got. So if if you're going to get a no, you want it to be a very, very quick no. Like when they just hang up on you without even talking, that's that's a gift. So the question is, you need to say it this way. Hi, my name is Bob Leffler. You're going to insert name here. So hi, my name is, and I'm a real, I'm a, a real estate agent with a company called ABC Realty, and I was just calling to see if you might be thinking of selling your house. So, and then you're done. And then see what they say. So they're nine times out of ten, maybe more than that, they're going to say no. Uh, so then I used to say, oh, well, thank you very much for your time, and I would be on to the next call. Until one day, this guy says, uh, no. And I just happened to say, do you have any plans of moving ever? And he said, well, yeah, but not for like eight months. And I'm going, eight months? Holy cow, it's an emergency, right? So I realized I was missing out on some opportunities. So from now on, I would always say, I was just calling to see if you might be thinking of selling your house. They'd say no. And then I'd say, do you have any plans of moving ever? And if they said no, I'd say, thank you very much for your time. Uh, if they said yes, then I'd go to where are you moving to? Okay. So the model is, and, and, and always leave that as a message if you're not getting them live. So what do you do when they say yes? So write this down. It's where, when, let's get together. Okay. By the way, if any of the stuff we talk about on this podcast makes sense to you and you are earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you're open to the idea of having some help with that, if you would like to learn more, you can always call me anytime at 480-385-8810. That is my cell phone number. And we'll just see if you and what you're trying to do and and what we do if it would even be a good fit. So again, it's 480-385-8810, toll-free, day or night. And uh, I love talking to realtors, so don't ever think you're bothering me. I've got nothing better to do than to make you rich. So if you call me, I'll help you. Whether it is a good fit or not, I'll always help you. So don't email me. Don't text me. Always call me, 480-385-8810. If you cannot afford coaching but you wish you could, Go to fearlessagent.com and watch the webinar. It's 45 minutes long. Take lots of notes. Go to the video training page. And my guarantee to you is those free videos would be way better training and coaching for free than you would pay any other coach in America any amount of money for. And if you ever have a question, you know, you can always call me. So when we're cold calling uh, and they say yes, that's when the problems begin. I mean, your problems don't even begin until they say yes. So when they say yes, what all the other coaches teach is to go right to when. When can I make money off of you? Okay. When is about narcissism and when can I make money off of you because it's all about me making money off of you. Okay. And that comes across that way. So when is not going to be the issue. 
if you're a fearless agent, until they're sold on you. So I want them to be sold on me while we're while we're on the phone. I don't want to I don't want to wait to show up to have them sold on me. I want to I want to sell them on me, sell the product that I sell, crush my competitors, resell them on the product, and then we're going to talk about when and then it would be let's get together. And if it's too soon to get together and I don't want to meet with them too soon, then it would be when should I check back with you? So it's where when let's get together or it's where when when should I check back with you or where when and when is a little ways out and you say if you knew for certain that by waiting that long you'd be losing tons of money would you have to wait and they say no then what's the soonest to avoid losing tons of money that you would move your plans up maybe it's let's get together or it's when should I check back with you so that's the format so you have to be a rock star at that. So what I notice is that there's people that I talk to on a complimentary coaching call and they say, oh, I'm really great when I'm face-to-face with people. They might as well just say, hey, I really suck on the phone because nobody would ever say I'm really great when I get to meet with people face-to-face if they were getting to meet with people face-to-face, okay? When they say, I'm really great when I get to meet people face-to-face, what they mean is usually they're not great when they get to meet with people face-to-face. They think they're great because they're only meeting with friends, family members, blood relatives, people who have to do business with them because they have a gun to their head, and they stink on the phone so they never get to meet with people who are strangers where there could be any risk of failing whatsoever. So the people that are great face-to-face are almost – never good on the phone and everybody who's great on the phone every single person who's great on the phone is always going to be great when they're face to face it's easy to be great when you're sitting across the table it's tough to be great on the phone so if i can make you a rock star on the phone i'm not going to have to worry about you and how you're going to do at the fearless agent presentations they those fearless agent mag, mag, or magic tricks are things that work uh you know, even if you're bad at them. So I just want you to be great on the phone. So where, when, let's get together is the format. And asking the where question is really where all the money gets made. So where are you moving to? So they say, uh, oh, I'm moving to, you know, Detroit. Okay. So um, When they say that, you say, now, when you move – now, here's another thing that other coaches teach that's crazy. They say, are you thinking of of selling your house? They say, yes. And the coach teaches you to say, fantastic or great. No, it's not great. It's not fantastic. Uh, My husband just lost his job. That's not fantastic. uh, There was a death in the family. The person who earned all the money just died and now there's not enough money. That's not fantastic. Uh, It's a job transfer where I'm making more money, but I'm going to Detroit, which is where I don't want to live. That's not fantastic. Moving is almost never fantastic. It's, It's never happy. You know, it could be, but it's highly unlikely. So when you go fantastic, of course, it's fantastic for me. And it's all about me because I'm a narcissist because that's what the other coaches teach you to be. No. So you say, okay, or I see, 
or you know it's a business it's a this is a business thing so are you thinking of selling your house yes okay where are you moving to is the first question if you care about people you're going to say where are you moving to and they say well i'm moving to detroit okay uh when you go to detroit are you going to rent or are you going to buy well i think we're going to rent Okay, well, are you going to rent for the rest of your life and never own a home again as long as you live? Oh, no, we're going to rent for a while and then buy. Okay, so when you buy, is it going to be uh, a condo or is it going to be a house? No, it's going to be a house. Is it going to be bigger than the one you're living in now or smaller? It's going to be bigger. Is it going to be more expensive or is it going to be less expensive? It's going to be more expensive. So, boom, I found a money problem. If these folks don't have a money problem, my product isn't something they need. If you don't have any money problems, uh, me selling your house for more than it's worth might not be all that appealing to you. If you don't care about money, you might as well do business with your friend. You might as well do business with the agent you did business with last time. If you do care about money, you'd never do business with your friend. You'd never do business with you. Now, you may have a friend and there's no way out of it. You have to do business with them. But uh, usually that's not the case. So I've listed lots of properties where their very best friend was a realtor. And uh, my very best friend did business with somebody other than me. So that happens. So there's got to be a money reason. or and, And if they don't have any problems then uh, they're probably not going to be motivated to sell. So you're looking for the problems that they have that you can solve. So what are the problems? Well, it's money problems. It's a relationship problem, which leads to legal problems, which is always money problems. You know, the old saying, marriage is grand, but divorce is 100 grand, right? So there's a money problem. There's uh, a health problem, which usually leads to money problems. There's a uh, job problem. There's some sort of problem where they have to move. So you, you're only going to end up doing business with people who have to move because the people who want to move but they don't have to move don't move. And the people that don't want to move but they have to move, they move. And the people that both want to move and have to move, they move. So you're looking at people that have to move is the secret. So – so then, once you've found the problem, then you give your value proposition, okay? So the value proposition is comes after you found the money problem or whatever problem they have, and then you sell them on the product, then you crush your competitors, then you resell them on the product, and only then do you go to when. That's the fearless agent way of doing this. So... If I have an amazing strategy, and I do, and no other agent has it, and you already know they don't, and it would 1,000% guarantee you that the buyer would grossly overpay for your house, and they'd be happy they did, uh, and you'd end up netting, after all the expenses are paid, tens of thousands of extra dollars, again, more than your house is worth. This is money you don't deserve. It's just a free gift from me. It's after all the expenses are paid, tens of thousands of dollars more than any other agent could ever get you, and it wouldn't even be close, uh, would that help your cause financially? Or are you allergic to money? 
Oh, no, we're not allergic to money, Bob. Okay, so that would help your cause financially? Yes. Okay. So then it's obvious then that what you don't want to do is what all the other agents do. And I know you know what they do because it happened to all your neighbors when they sold their houses. They sold them way too cheap because their agents cared about the buyer getting a good deal. The whole industry is so buyer-focused. That's what happens. So they care about fairness to the buyer at the expense of you, the seller. And they're always asking you to be realistic on your house and all that kind of baloney. And that's how you end up losing tens of thousands of dollars of your hard-earned money, just like all your neighbors did, I happen to know, when they sold their houses. So is it fair to say that's what you would like to avoid when you sell and move? Yes, Bob, that's what we want to avoid. Okay, so when I'm able to sell your house for way more than it's worth, you're not going to be offended. Is that correct? No, that would not offend me. Okay, so now they're sold on me. And then we go to, so when is the soonest moving day, realistically, would ever be? So not thinking about it day. So when they say, well, we're thinking about putting it on the market in the spring, say, okay, well, Let's not talk about thinking about a day. When is the soonest, realistically, that moving day would ever be? That's the day that your house is empty, all the stuff is moved out, you're in the next place, wherever that is, moving day. And they tell you what they tell you, and then that's, that's how you decide to do let's get together or you know, if you knew by waiting that long, you'd, you'd be losing a ton of money, would you move up your plans or when should I check back with you? So hopefully that's going to help you when you're cold calling and calling the for sale by owners and calling for the referrals and the expireds. But being great on the phone literally is the only thing that matters because when you are fantastic on the phone, you're always going to be great face to face. So once again, I want to thank all of you for joining us today please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. Watch our free webinar. Uh, you can call me directly anytime at 480-385-8810. Uh, please do give us a review of this podcast on iTunes, five stars if you would, and you can visit us at all the other places of social media. And then until next week, I want you to always have fun, always, now that you have these great new skills, be humble. And most of all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.